This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello and welcome to episode 205 of Youpreneur FM. Thank you very much for joining me. You are in the right place. If you are a personal brand entrepreneur wanting to build a powerful, profitable business based around what you do and those that you want to serve, and today I've got a real doozy of a show for you. My good friend John Lee Dumas of the Entrepreneur on Fire fame is back on the show. And we're talking all about mastery and not only just hitting our goals, but taking everything we do after we hit them to the next level. It's going to be a great show. Before we get into that conversation with John, just a quick reminder that the personal branding roadmap ebook that I created is available for you to download right now today, free of charge. All you got to do to grab a hold of your copy is head over to youpreneur.com forward slash ebook and you can get your grubby little mitts on a copy of an ebook that's already been downloaded by almost 20,000 odd people crazy how many people have got a hold of this in such a short space of time so youpreneur.com the personal brand and roadmap ready and waiting for you to enjoy for your very own self so on to my chat with John. Now look, John doesn't really need any major introduction to Youpreneur FM listeners. He is the founder and host of Entrepreneur on Fire, uh, an incredible daily entrepreneurial podcast where he interviews successful entrepreneurs. He is the founder of Podcast Paradise for everybody that's wanting to grow their podcast and monetize it. He's a speaker, an author, and a whole lot of other things. <laughs> and today he's here to talk about his new book, The Master journal and how we should be making very clear distinctions between hitting our goals and building our businesses based upon hitting those goals. It's always a fun time having a chat with John. You're going to enjoy this one. And uh, actually, he drops a lot of value bombs, which is not out of character for him at all. Here we are. Enjoy. John Lee Dumas, welcome back to the show. Chris Ducker, I am fired up to be here, brother. Right, number one, I knew you would say my full name. And number two, I knew the word fire was going to come out <laughs> of that of first both sentence. my mouth and eyeballs. <laughs> Good. Awesome. Brother, it is great to have you back on the show. I don't know exactly what, what appearance number this is. Um, I think, I think, and maybe some hardcore Youpin or FM listeners can tweet me on this. Uh, here's your challenge, everybody. Tell me how many times John's been on the show. I think this is the – it could be the fifth time. It's up there. It's up there. It is up there. You, I think it's, it's like you know people like you, uh, Pat, Jay Beer, Michael Hyatt. You, the guys that sort of have come on quite regularly since day yeah. one. So there you go. Yeah, it's awesome to have you back. Last time you were here, we talked about freedom and the Freedom Journal and setting goals and hitting goals and all that kind of stuff. This time around, here we are a year later, and now you've got another journal. Uh, You're you're very quickly becoming the journal gentleman, as I am now going to be calling you from now on. Um, The Mastery Journal is now out uh, as of, what, a week or so ago, Um, and it's already doing incredibly well on its funding uh, over at Kickstarter. 
But um, this is something I think that a lot of people need to spend more time genuinely, genuinely thinking about. It's not just, you know, this whole productivity angle, um, discipline, self-discipline, self-awareness, that kind of type of thing. Where did, obviously, the Freedom Journal did incredibly well when, uh, sorry, Freedom Journal, right? Did yeah, I just I did say Freedom Journal. Yeah, okay. So the Freedom Journal did incredibly well when it came out. It blew my socks off. Did you actually reach <laughs> half a million dollars on the funding, or was it just shy of it in the end? Four hundred and fifty-three k. Oh god! See, look, a man of my caliber, I would have, I would have been very tempted to just buy fifty grand's worth, of- <laughs> just to get over. <laughs> yes, um, but nonetheless, I mean, in terms of you know the the goal for the campaign, how much was the goal? Twenty-five thousand. Okay, so you absolutely kicked the crap out of the goal then. Um, very successful uh, crowdfunding launch. You're doing it again with with the Mastery Journal. Where did the idea for this one come from? And more importantly, I think for those that picked up the Freedom Journal, um, how does the Mastery Journal differ itself? Yeah, great questions, all of them. And you know, it's it's just awesome. First off, to be here after a year of hibernation and not uh, being on this amazing You've been show. busy. You've been busy. I've been a busy guy. But no, the Freedom Journal, like you said, when I came on here last year, and thank you for having me on, it did just rock the socks off of the Kickstarter campaign. You know, We launched uh, January 4th of 2016, and 33 days later, we did 453K um, in sales, over 9,000 backers. And to date, we actually now have over 17,000 Freedom Journals sold. So it's just continuing to just do crazy. incredibly well, you know, over $30,000 a month in Freedom Journal sales continuing. So this thing still has legs and it's inspiring people because the Freedom Journal's whole thing was, John, what are your guests have in common that they are um, all achieving success with? And that, su- that commonality was they knew how to set and accomplish goals. So that was what the Freedom Journal was for, to kind of fill that void where my listeners, Fire Nation, were struggling with that. So I wanted to create something that was going to allow them to succeed setting and accomplishing goals. The Freedom Journal is doing that. But what I'm seeing now, people are on their second. I have a couple of people, Chris, who are on their third Freedom Journal right now. And they're loving it because they're accomplishing massive goals every single time. But a semi-consistent theme that I was getting back over the first few months after the Freedom Journal was launching is, John, now I've accomplished this massive goal. Things are going well, but how do I really take things to the next level? Like, how Mm. do I continue this momentum going? Like, now that I've accomplished this big goal, what's the next step? Because I looked at at my big goal, Chris, and that was EO Fire. Like, I accomplished the launch of EO Fire, but now what do I do next? I don't necessarily want to just go crush another big goal. Like, let's focus on what's working. So, I realized that my three greatest strengths of growing EO Fire from launch to the seven-figure-a-year business it is now is that I have mastered productivity, I have mastered discipline, and I have mastered focus. Those are my three greatest strengths. And I realized that, hey, why not take my three greatest strengths and guide people, teach people, show people how they can also master those three great strengths in 100 days. So that's exactly what the Mastery Journal is. The Freedom Journal, one goal, 100 days, crush it. Got it. Now the Mastery Journal, now you need to sit down and master daily productivity, master that discipline, and master your focus. And that's what the Mastery Journal will do for you. Yeah, and I mean, you are 
with with all very serious and we we can get a little silly when we're hanging out together yeah we can but but, but but in all like strong seriousness here from an entrepreneurial force perspective you are one of the most productive individuals i know um obviously you know still with entrepreneur on fire a daily business daily. podcast what number are you on right now what episode 1507 <laughs> you say it, it's mad you say it out <laughs> loud that is mad that's proper crazy but i mean like it you know that plus all the other projects that you do and the speaking and then obviously the book side of things everything else that you do from a course perspective community perspective there's a lot going on in the world of john lee dumas and entrepreneur on fire as a brand um for you to continue to do it at the level that you've got to and you and you've done you know you've done so for the last couple of years you must be a productive individual you've got to be smart managing your time and so let's break that down a little bit man like what does what does a normal day i think a lot of people really like kind of like that that a day in the life of yeah. kind of window for for successful people i get asked those questions all the time and it's probably about time i did another day in the life type post or blog post or video or something because it's something i think that yeah it's i think a lot of the time it's a little bit voyeuristic because we are voyeurs by nature we like to see what other people are getting up to um but i also think that you know in order to continue to lead as leaders, we also need to continue to learn. And so, you know, when you're looking at the way that other people are doing things and running and controlling their lives, um, you get to pick up a lot of stuff. So what does an average day look like from a productivity perspective for you at this moment in time? Well, first off, a phrase that I do live by is that I get more stuff done before 9 a.m. than the rest of the world does all day. So my okay. mornings are super, super productive. So you and wake up early, I'm assuming. Yeah. What I wake time? up early, but not insanely early. I just am so productive with those early hours sure. before 9 a.m. You know, sure. I just don't kind of piddle around and do this and do that. Like I'm up, I have my next three hours, you know, blocked in. So I'm waking up. 6 a.m., you know, nothing crazy. It's already light out here in Puerto Rico. And I'm off on my morning run. You know, I do a nice four-mile hill run, come back, shower, getting ready, doing all that thing. I've already got my workout underway. Like, it feels great. I have a five-minute meditation. I do 10 minutes of journaling. And then I get into kind of what I call my content waterfall. Now, this, get a, kind of hang on here for a second. I don't want to confuse people. But what I do is I sit down. I, I, I open up this quote Excel spreadsheet. I have all these great quotes that I've collected over the years. I choose one and I decide to write an email about that quote, kind of expounding upon it for today's entrepreneur. Then I'll take that quote, uh, I mean, that email that I've just sent and I will uh, publish it on LinkedIn and on Medium. Then I'll take that that quote that I just read and expounded upon and I'll do a little Snapchat rant on that. Then I'll take that Snapchat rant save the images, uh, save the videos, put it up on Instagram stories, take the Instagram stories, put them into one one-minute video, put that on Instagram, take that one-minute video I put on Instagram and put it on Facebook videos. So what have I just done in like that 35 minutes? I have just completely put out a ton of great content that my audience would not be consuming throughout the day. Love that. And I've just done that on a very strategic content like waterfall basis. It all came from one quote. And from that one quote, I'm all over the place. And, you know, every rant is different. You know, the quote, 
that I use and I, I rant off of on the email is going to be different from what I end up going off on for Snapchat because it's a video versus written word. So it's different, but the point is I'm using my time very wisely. I'm repurposing my content and I'm making things happen. So that's the stuff that I'm getting done every day before 9 a.m. When people, a lot of people are just sitting down at the computer and saying, okay, let me turn on my computer and log into my email and spend the mm. next two hours on what I call, Chris, OPA, other people's agenda. So for most people, right. it's 11 a.m. before they even think about doing something for themselves. And guess what? You probably just use the best brain cells of your day answering other people's questions. Yeah, for me, that's a big one. I, I generally, uh, I mean, it will be very rare that's, that anything is on my schedule before 10 a.m. Um, right. I always try and get my what I call my creative work done first. So that could be... Um, it, it could be uh, recording a solo podcast. It could be finishing up a, a blog post. It could be working on new product or launch ideas. It could be spending time planning out a live event. You know, it really depends on where I am in terms of the year and what what we're working on. But ultimately, I don't let anything or anyone. And I love the other people's agenda acronym. Let's let's all start using OPA. Let's steal it from John, everybody. Because that's <laughs> Give me credit exa- twice, then it's yours forever. <laughs> that that is that's the whole thing right there. You open up your email, you open up Twitter, you open up Facebook, it. you're done. You're done. That's it. And other people are stealing your time ultimately. Which is why you know, I don't, for instance, you know, the perfect example is Facebook. It's it's like a vortex. You pop on there and before you know what's happening, you're watching some stupid cat video or something. <laughs> like it, it really, that's why I have three 15-minute slots spread out over the week for Facebook at all other times. I just don't go in there. Yeah. I just don't go in there. It's as simple well, as that. Let me make a point on that too because <clears> – <throat> There are some people that do want to spend some more time on Facebook than you or me might want to. And that's fair comments, yeah, yeah. And that's cool, but my point that I like to make to them is that's great, but don't use the best part of your day. Don't use the best part of your brain Mm. to do that. Like when 4 p.m., 3 p.m. rolls around and you've been putting in the time, energy, and effort on the stuff that matters for your business, it's going to move it forward. You know, then go into that mind-numbing vortex of Facebook and lose yourself. You can have that escapism. I mean, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it. You know, he goes to the New York Jets every single Sunday. That's his escapism. Like, it's okay to have that, but just use it wisely. Don't use your best brain cells and your best energy and your best bandwidth on that kind of crap. So I'm a big fan of that morning and just getting in there doing like that content okay. waterfall that I talked about. It's huge. So you got the morning thing going on. You do your, uh, you, you do your meditation. Are you still using the muse has- headband for yeah. that? Oh, you yeah, are? It's right behind me. Oh, oh, okay. All right. So for you guys, we're on cam here, but you're only hearing audio version. So, okay. It is just sitting on the table right there. I literally have mine to my right over yeah. here is behind me as well. So that's quite scary. We, we've strategically positioned them, John, in almost <laughs> the same areas of our lives right now. This is quite right. scary. Um, and I still use it every day, although I will say I do a 10-minute session. Yes, so. I need to step it. I will say I've tried <laughs> seven a couple times, and I'm like, I'm going back to five. So yeah. I'm going to try I think what it is with something like that, we get into a comfort zone, and this is actually the same on a lot of things, right? But like five minutes of meditation is 
way easier than seven minutes. So like, easy. It sounds crazy to say that loud. It's just another two minutes, but it's much, much easier. But I found that, you know, because you look at the stats after your session, you're like, oh, I wasn't in a calm state as much as I was at the five minutes. <laughs> I'll go back to five. That's not the point. That's not the right. point at all, right? So try and take the stats with a pinch of salt for sure. But so. I, sw- I switched to a 10-minute session probably about seven or eight months ago now. And... um I, I love it. I mean, I thoroughly love it. I don't do it first thing in the morning, though. I actually do my daily meditation usually around, I think, probably about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, which is weird. I take a break at about 1-ish. I have a spot of lunch, and then I usually just sit and flake in front of the TV for half an hour watching whatever happens to be on. And after that, I meditate. I make myself a cup of coffee. And then I get back to work for another couple of hours. So yeah. it's quite – it's interesting how different people do different things at different times. So, okay, your morning is is solid. It is set up. It is good yes. to go. What happens after that productivity-wise? So I think it would be good at this point to jump into like what I did this week. Like let's just kind of get a yeah, little random here. Yeah. So Monday and Tuesday, and this is going to blow a lot of people's heads off because, listen, it's like asking – a person that's 50 pounds overweight to run a marathon. Like you can't do that now. You got to go walk 200 yards and over the next couple years, you can probably get to the point where you can successfully run a marathon. Like this takes time. And for me, I was not doing this year one, year two. I was getting closer towards it in year three. Here I am, you know, coming into year four. Well, I'm actually over year four, moving into year five. Now I'm at the point where I can do this. And so, again, take this with the grain of salt that it is that I've been doing over 1,500 episodes. But on this Monday, I had 15 back-to-back interviews, starting at 9, ending at 6, every 40 minutes. Then on Tuesday, the exact same thing. 40 minutes, 40 minutes for essentially 9 hours. And I knocked out 30 interviews in those two days. And guess what? Now I have the rest of the month to do other things. I'm running a daily podcast two days a week. And guys, it's not even easy for me at this point. Like I still, I have to get up and I have to psych myself up and I do it and I rock it out and it feels great when I'm done. But uh, that was a process to get there. Yeah, that that batching is something that uh, you've talked about quite a bit. I talk about batching a fair amount in terms of productivity. You can call it the Pomodoro technique if you want or whatever. But we've Mm -hmm. talked about it before um on the uh on the show episode 168 i'll put oh, a link in that. the show notes guys yeah um i just know this because i'm smart i just pulled it up on my blog very quickly <laughs> it's not actually sitting on top of my head but um yeah episode 168 we talked about how batching your tasks will put your productivity on steroids um it and uh it does entirely i mean like you say two days let's put two this days. into let's put this in the context here two days of all out 100% hustle, all out, hard, hard work. But now you're clear for the rest of the month. Like, yeah. And that really like – and correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't think I am, but correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Entrepreneur on Fire, the show, is still right. your number one business focus. Am I right? Number one. That's the core. That is the foundation. That's the supernova of everything. Everything happens – from that core. Mm. And what are we doing uh, downloads-wise on a monthly basis with the show now? What are you looking at? We broke 2 million listens last month. 
Yeah, that's crazy. All right, okay, good. So you know your focus, you know your 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 priority. It's still the show. You rock that out two days every single month, and then you're clear. What's next? So I'm really big on looking at the things that work for me and my business. And this is something that you kind of mentioned with the Pomodoro. This is huge when it comes to Pomodoro, but Pareto's principle is something that I apply for this. Yep. And that's What's the 20% of things that really move the needle in my business? What's that two zero percent that really makes an impact and makes a difference? So I look at my business and I say, of course, you know, we've already talked about the podcast aspect of it, but what else really crushes it? And that is Podcaster's Paradise. That's a huge part of our business. So, you know, I spend a lot of time today, in fact, we did an hour and a half webinar for Podcasters Paradise. I'm doing these live masterclasses every single week. And then right after that webinar was complete, we did a podcast members webinar for an hour. I just do a live Q&A because I do that once a month. So today was batching in a different way where Monday and Tuesday, I batched 30 episodes for the podcast. Today's Wednesday, I batched two webinars back to back. So my entire afternoon was either a webinar to get people into Podcasters Paradise or a webinar for people that are already in Podcasters mm, Paradise. Mm. So that is like the second kind of main focus that we have because, hey, now with Podcasters Paradise, we have over 3,000 members. We brought in over $4 million in revenue since we opened the doors in 2013. This is a valuable business, so we focus the requisite amount of time on that, and there's that word focus. So that's that's your number one income producer. That that beats sponsorship on on the podcast. It's close. It's close. It's close because it. sponsorships are huge. Because since right. we do a daily show, uh-huh. you know, EO Fire is generating about two to twenty five hundred dollars every single episode, depending on if we have post rolls as well. Right. Um, every single episode, we're doing between two to twenty five hundred dollars of sponsorship revenue. So you know, we're bringing in typically over sixty thousand dollars a month uh, for sponsorship revenue alone for podcast uh, for EO Fire. A lot of cash. Podcast, Podcasters Paradise, you know, it depends. It can be a big swing. Like sometimes we'll have huge months because we'll run Facebook ads. So we'll do, you know, anywhere from 60 to 80 to 100. Then other months we're not. We're just, we're just relying on organic traffic. So it sure. might be, you know, 20 to 30 to 40. So it's always very consistent, um, but it does differ a lot more. The sponsorships are just really steady. What I like, what I like about what you've just said is that you know your numbers. Yeah. Um, and I have a saying that, that my, my first sales mentor taught me in my late teens, um, and, and that was the numbers never lie. Mm. He used to say that all the time because I used to see it. And, and I learned one thing I really learned, I still use this phrase all the time, <laughs> the numbers never lie. But the one thing I learned from him and from the other slightly more seasoned sales guys in the office when I started in, in that publishing firm um, was that they used to go like they would make a sale they would get the purchase order and then before they even got the commission they'd be out there spending it on credit cards and things mm. like that and i was just like this is a recipe for disaster because people neg back on signed purchase orders they change their minds they want to change the dates they want to do this they want to do that um and the advertising world is very very cutthroat and right. I, I remember several times these guys that had been in the game for a long time ended up you know, going out and, and spending a lot of money on certain things and not getting the commission in the end, and then they're left with a big hole to fill, right? So knowing your numbers is incredibly important. And from you say, like, you know, it depends on whether we go organic or whether we push a lot of paid ads. Like, I love the fact that you know your numbers. That's somebody who is 
very much in tune with where he wants to take the business. And the fact that you can turn it on like a faucet almost, um, that's an attractive proposition as well because you could you, you and kate uh, your lovely partner in crime um who probably should come on this show on her own yeah, at some point should. let's hook that up yes um actually she's great when it comes to systems and processes yeah i want to have her on the show to talk about that have a chat with her i'm going to reach out to her about that yeah. so anyway um i uh what i what i really love about all this is that you guys like to travel and you know that you don't need to be around to make money, number one. You can go off and travel and do your thing. But if you wanted to travel and have a great, great month, you just turn on those ads, open up that faucet, and it all kind of kicks off for you. I love that. Yeah, it's a good world that we live in, Chris. It's just, you know, sometimes I just wonder why are more people not taking advantage of this? I agree with you 100%. I also, I also often say to myself, you know, why are so many people so bloody negative about mm. stuff, right? Like anything. Why are they negative about life? Why are they negative about the country they live in? Why are they negative about their life? Why are they negative about their business? You know, why, are they, why don't they have more self-confidence? Like these are the things that keep me awake at night because I feel like we live in a phenomenal time and I'm uber uber uh excited about the future and everything as you well know i mean we we often share you know the old glass of scotch with each other and <laughs> i don't know I mean, why do you let, let's go off can, can we go on a okay. tangent let's go on a little tangent right here and then we'll get back to the productivity angle why do you think it is because you're super proactive and yes. very excited about life and and you are productive as hell we know this but like why do you think people aren't more um, positive about things. One word. One word. Go. Perspective. Their perspective is so backwards. Their perspective is so huh. screwed up. People spend their days and their lives just complaining about the wrong things, being upset, negative, disappointed about the wrong things. And then something tragic happens. Like, their mother gets diagnosed with terminal cancer and given three months to live. And they go, wait a second. I just spent three years like ignoring my mom and like, you know, telling her off and doing this and doing that. And I love her so much and she's going to die in three months. I've been complaining, you know, for the last six months about my commute into work and this and that. And, and that doesn't even, none of the stuff matters. What matters, I'm about to lose my mother in three months. And what does that do? That just completely shifted their perspective like that. Mm. But my question is why? Why do we have to wait for something like that to shift our perspective? Because it's sad, it's devastating that it takes something tragic to shift people's perspective and it doesn't have to. So you can just play mind games with yourself in a good way. Like I went it was in Iraq for 13 months. I saw friends, soldiers underneath me that were killed that were there one day gone the other. You know, we're talking, you know, 18-year-olds 27-year-olds who never even got to see their child because the child was born while they were deployed. I mean, this was happening. And so whenever like, I find myself thinking about complaining about something that's annoying, I just say, wait a second, <laughs> where's my perspective at? Yeah. Where is my perspective? And so you should have one of those in your back pocket, you know, not to be morbid or cryptic, but just to keep you in the present moment happy and, you know, having a mindset of abundance. Yes. Amen. Good 
gosh, that's what I'm talking about, everybody. Hashtag real talk. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. Let's get back to your day. We had to go off on that one because it popped up. And you, you know what I'm like. Once it's there, I've got to go there. So, sure. um, all right. So, you, you, you know, you, you're big on the batching. You get focused. You're all about that 80-20 rule. What else? Let's share. How are you handling your own mastery right now? Like, what are you doing to shape your bigger, better goals? So obviously we talked about my morning and how critical that is. But what the next important thing is, is like what happens from 9 a.m. going forward? Mm. Like what's happening from that day going forward? And like we, you know, kind of talked about how some days are going to be different with the webinars and such. But this is where discipline comes in. So we talked about productivity. Productivity in a nutshell, my friends, is you producing the right content. That is you being productive. But now what's discipline? Discipline is you sitting down, crafting a plan and executing that plan. And, you know, a lot of people, they, they misinterpret the fact that they can have every single day just kind of follow this cookie cutter pattern. Like I can have my, my 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. do that because I own those hours. But then listen, I live in a world, you know, that world has people, it has different things that are happening. My power goes out in Puerto Rico, you know, my handyman comes over, but you know, this things happen. So you have to be flexible. So Every single morning at 9 a.m., after I've, again, taken care of that core part of my business, what do I do? I sit down and I write a disciplined plan of what I'm going to do that day. And this is going to be a step-by-step plan that I'm going to execute from that point forward. And I purposefully leave myself flexibility within that. Just like you give yourself those 15 minutes, you know, three times a day to check Facebook. Like I give myself that flexibility, you know, for when the UPS guy's honking outside because they're going to go sign something or this or that. But the key part is I have a plan that I am following in a order that I am executing on. And I'm a big Brian Tracy fan. His book, Eat the Frog, is huge. So what am I doing? I'm doing the thing that sucks the most, first thing. Mm. I look at that list that I've created, and before I put them into order, I say, what's the worst thing I have to do today? And by worst, <laughs> I usually mean like the most difficult, the things that I really don't want to do, like right. the things that I would procrastinate doing, and I just do it first. Yeah. And I just do it first, and it feels great after it's done. Yeah. So that discipline is the second point of the Mastery Journal. So, you know, we talked about the productivity, about you producing the right content. That's my three hours in the morning. I am producing the right content, quality, right. consistently, on a quantity level. Yes. And now, moving into discipline, that's the rest of my day. That's setting a plan and executing on that plan. And that's critical for me. You know, I could show you, um, you know, I could kind of go through what my day looks like tomorrow. And it is insane because I decided tomorrow is the day that, you know, I've set aside to be on a guest on other people's shows. So, you know, I have 14 back-to-back episodes where I'm on other people's shows because, you know, just like Pat Flynn, like you, you get reached out by a lot of people says, hey, can you be on my show? Well, if we let just people, you know, randomly book us at, at a time that works for them, then our schedule is going to look oh, like yeah. you know, oh, yeah. oh, So yeah. Yeah. it's all about controlling that. Indeed. And, you know, it's, t- it's been tough for me from a podcasting perspective on the interview side of things over the years because of the fact, you know, I've got such a big time difference between yeah. 
the UK or the US is even bigger, obviously. It's almost 9 p.m. for me right now, brother. Yeah. It's like my bedtime. I know. And, and you are very nicely carving time <laughs> at your, your evening, and I love that. Um, but, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes to lock people down. So what I do is when I'm in the US, which I'm there a couple times each year, as you well know, what I tend to do is I, I tend to sort of like have four or five days mm. where I can fill that up with catching up with people and lunches and dinners and all that sort of But there's always two days in the morning where I go back to back to back to back where I do four interviews for my show, not for other people's, where I can do eight interviews within two mornings and then I'm good for like the next three, four months of interview content. And that's gold because it's easier for the people that I want to speak with. It's easier for me. I've batched the content together. And I've been doing that for a couple of years now and it works brilliantly for me so yeah. i'm all about that um i'm still trying to get my head around the fact that you have a handyman i thought you're a, a yeah. handyman yourself no um. whatever <laughs> you think that i haven't picked up a hammer ever in you're in life. the bloody army you must have done yeah. some sort of manual labor at some officer point officer in the army i i said yeah. i said point i pointed and <laughs> you I, do that right yes <laughs> Okay, all right. Um, what's next, Handyman, Handy John? Well, if we want to keep going down the Mastery Journal yes, route, let's do it. And we yes. talked about productivity and producing the right content and how you can do that in a batching manner. We talked about the discipline and how important it is to have a plan, to set that plan, to execute on that in a very ordered fashion. And then it's all about focus. And focus for me is critical because you know, we've kind of bandied around these topics a little bit about how you can go down the vortex and about this and that. The acronym for focus that I want everybody to always remember is that follow one course until success. Focus. And if you are willing to create that discipline plan and then look at that plan and say, I am committing to focusing on every one of those steps in order and not being distracted until that task is complete then I am going to succeed. And a great thing, I like to give myself gifts, Chris. Like I give myself little kind of gifts. And by gifts, I mean, if I complete this, then I can go, you know, maybe watch 10 minutes of Daily V, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk's Daily Show, or I can do this. So I let myself know that, hey, if I can just focus on this for the next 15, 30, 45 minutes, I'm going to give myself a little break, a little refresh. You know, maybe I go get some raw cashews and have a little snack or whatever it might be. You see the pull-up bar behind me? Maybe I go do some pull-ups over there. You never know. That's, 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 no, that's, no, that's manual labor to me. That's not, uh, <laughs> that's, that's not a little prize. Like a little Chris, prize. you don't look as good as you do at your age without exercising, my friend. So, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, honestly, I will, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I freaking hate exercising. I've been very, very vocal on this. I do not like working out. I do not like stretching. I do not like exercising or sweating in, in any capacity. I do not like it. I've been very, very vocal on the situation. However, I know I have to do it <laughs> in order to be around long enough to spend time with my, hopefully my great, great grandchildren or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I genuinely, I'm very blessed to have the family I've got. I want to be around for them for a long, 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 long time. And because of that, 
I do the bloody cross trainer and the bloody yoga and I eat stuff like kale, which is disgusting in shakes. <laughs> and I do all these things. You know, I do a green shake every single day. Um, my wife practically has to funnel it down my throat, but I do it <laughs> and all these sort of things because I know ultimately – I have to do it if I want to be around for a long time. It is well, listen, it is. I'm going to have Kate send Urs this baked kale recipe. It's, it's kale on a pan. She sprays it with coconut oil, does some nice Himalayan sea salt on it, puts it in the oven for a certain amount of time, comes out, and it really it tastes like popcorn. Well, okay, that's good to know. It's still kale. It's still kale, though. Let's not beat around the bush. It's still kale. Um, Wait, what was the story that you told me? Was it about broccoli? About how you you do something similar? Yeah, broccoli. broccoli. Yeah, with broccoli, it's uh, so. Here in the Philippines, believe it or not, it's tough to get really good organic fresh broccoli. Like it's hard. Like yeah. they do they do grow it here, but it sells so bloody quickly. So yeah, frozen broccoli, stick it onto a you know onto a a, a, a tray. Um, I put a little olive oil in there, a little garlic, maybe a little red peppers. I salt, vinegar, a little bit more olive oil. Slam that into the uh, into the uh, oven for like. 20 minutes on a really high heat and you get this like beautiful roasted. crunchy roasted broccoli which is good stuff oh, i could do that i haven't had dinner long. yet well you need to do that get, get on that you need you need <laughs> to get on that this um, is more important no it is you're absolutely right okay so look closing statement here yeah okay um the mastery journal obviously uh, number one i can't wait to get my copy uh, mm. but but number two um i you know i i rarely i mean look i i have a lot of people on the show that you know tout their books when they come on the show obviously you know people write good books they deserve to get the exposure and the message behind those books this is different though this is something that you genuinely do need to pick up and complete and 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 fill out on a daily basis in order to move that needle this isn't just a a parable or it's another essentialism or another four-hour work week or another virtual freedom you know it's not (laughs) it's what i'm trying to say is it's not another best-selling book it's just (laughs) it's it's something that requires some work and it's also something that people genuinely should check out um Number one, where's the best place to grab a hold of it? Is it just themasteryjournal.com? That's it, brother. That's it. Okay, good. And number two, give us that closing, that, 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 that doomest thought. Give us where we need to be with this stuff. Absolutely. Well, you know, with the Freedom Journal and over 17,000 sold now, um, I've just seen what it, it does when people sit down and they commit to setting and accomplishing their number one goal in 100 days. And it's just, it's, I've seen the lives that have been changed. And with the Mastery Journal, I know it's going to be even more of the same because it's going to guide people on their daily productivity, on their daily discipline, on their daily focus. And they will master these three skills in 100 days. Like we, we've just, we spent so much time crafting this. I mean, but like Chris said, it's work. It is work. And I don't want you to think it's not work. You know, I have, you're going to be scoring yourself on a daily basis on your productivity, on your discipline. You're going to be averaging these things. You're going to be seeing what's working, what's not. So, I mean, this is work. So if this is something that scares you, this isn't some light little read. You know, this is a journal that is going to guide you to master three skills that's going to be critical for your entrepreneurial success. 
Um, so the final thought is, my friends, I know what my three greatest strengths are. I focus on those. I amplify those. They are productivity, discipline, and focus. If I wrote a book on my greatest weaknesses, it would be about a thousand pages long. I just don't spend my time on my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I don't. I hire a handyman because I don't know how to pick up a hammer. But I focus on my strengths, and you can and should too. Um, we have a Kickstarter campaign going on right now. If you enter themasteryjournal.com into your browser. You'll be directed to that Kickstarter campaign. You can check out what we have going on um, for the Mastery Journal. You can pick up a combo pack of the Mastery Journal and the Freedom Journal. We're offering those specials. Um, And a really cool kind of final thought is we have partnered with Pencils of Promise once again And we are going to be building schools together, just like we did with the Freedom Journal. Chris, we built three Mm -hmm. schools with the Freedom Journal, and we're going to be doing the exact same thing with the Mastery Journal. So you're going to be giving yourself the gift of of really mastering productivity, discipline, and focus, and also the gift of education to those less fortunate. So we're doing some great things. And I'm just fired up about it. Like, I know you're probably surprised about Chris. (laughs) I'm always surprised when you get fired up. Um, (laughs) And and I... I love I love that you're doing something with Pencils of Promise. We I don't know whether you know of this not uh, or or not yet, but uh, I don't think the official announcement's been made yet. So um, it's just between us and the thousands of people that are tuning in right now. <laughs> uh, but we have just um, completed fully funding our first Youpreneur Community School with Pencils of Promise. Yeah, yeah, Susie told me actually. Congratulations! Oh, there you go. Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of cool, and I think. Uh, We'll be, uh, we'll be finding out a little bit more in the next few weeks on that. So that's great. Um, I'm pumped that you're getting behind them. Adam and his team oh, yeah. are fantastic over at Pencils of Promise. Um, and uh, I'm sure that this is going to be another big hit for you, brother. I can't wait to catch up with you again. I am going to be having your beautiful partner in crime on the show yeah, at some point very, very soon. And uh, in the meantime, just great having you back on and just good luck with everything, man. You're going to crush, I know. Thanks, brother. All right, for you guys tuning in, thank you for inserting us into your earbuds. You know I always appreciate it. Show notes, links, maybe even funny pictures of John dressed as a handyman. <laughs> I have I have like a photoshopped. I have a photoshopped image in my head right now of Handy Manny with John's face on it. Who <laughs> I tell you, here's no, I'm going to put it out there because I know you guys like this stuff. Somebody tweet me a photo of John Lee Dumas's face on Handy Manny's cartoon body. Hashtag Handy John, okay? <laughs> and I'll give you a little special something, all right? If anybody does that, I'm going to give you a little something, something. Well, Chris, you, you choose the best one, and I'll send them a Freedom Journal. Okay, that's great. I love Freedom or Mastery Journal. Freedom, Freedom, Freedom Journal. He's, they they got to go support. You the see mastery. what he wants to do? He's got to. You've got to buy the Mastery Journal. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> All right, show notes, chrisducker.com forward slash episode 205. I'll be back at you again next week where we actually have a Youpreneur community member spotlight with Sir Roger Edwards. If the Queen actually would get her uh, work sorted out, he would already be knighted, I'm pretty sure. Maybe she'll handle that at some point. You guys are great. Thanks for being with me. Be back at you soon. It's the idea of an entrepreneurial community where you get to learn from the best in the business, as well as rub shoulders, gain support, have access to immediate feedback, as well as nonstop accountability from your peers is something that excites you. Then visit youpreneur.com for more information and to get started on building a business you can truly be proud of today. That's youpreneur.com. We'll see you on the inside.